Shalom, everyone. It's time for Ancient Jewish Wisdom for a Modern World that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian. I'm so glad you've joined us for another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast. This is a bonus episode, episode 11a, really between becoming a restorer and becoming a disciple maker, as we also did an extra bonus episode, 10A, and we talked about the background to the story. So I'm glad you're listening, and whatever way you love to listen to our podcast, we're so glad you're listening to us, or you may be enjoying the YouTube podcast, and we are just grateful that you are ready to learn about the blessing of Abraham. Come on, let's jump in. So you have to realize we've been talking about this ancient conflict between Israel and Palestine as two houses between the house of Esau and the house of Jacob. Esau is the elder brother to Jacob. He's the one that came out of the womb a few seconds before Jacob did. And Jacob, or his Hebrew name is Yaakov, which means heel catcher, or that his hand would be on his brother's heel, is actually the reason why we have some of this feuding going on, like it was going on in the womb of Rebekah or Hebrew, we call her Rivka. And so we know that in the womb of Rebekah, there were two nations wrestling or two groups of people wrestling as they're still wrestling today. And there is even more to the story because we're going to find out this week that there is an extra added level of conflict when you talk about sets of brothers that are seemingly fighting for recognition, for acceptance, for love, for blessing, for birthright. So what is this story all about? Well, if you think about Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 that we talked about last week with this blessing for Abram if he's willing to leave his family's dysfunction of idol worship. And I'm going to read the voice translation this time where it says that the eternal one, the eternal God, he called Abram. He says, Abram, get up and go. Leave your country. Leave your relatives and your father's household. And travel to a land that I will show you. He says, don't worry, I will guide you there. I have plans to make you a great people from your descendants. And I'm going to put a special blessing on you and cause your reputation to grow so that you will become a blessing and example to others. And this is how the blessing is laid out. I will bless those who bless you and further you in your journey, but I will also trip up those who try to trip you along the way through your descendants, or literally curse those who curse you. If you look at Genesis 18, right after the circumcision that Abram receives, as God changes his name from Abram to Abraham, Avram to Avraham, so that he could be a father of many nations, instead of just an exalted father that had no son. And so in this chapter, it says that God's going to reveal to him, since he knows he's going to be a great nation, he's going to bless everybody, everyone will be blessed because of Abraham. He says, I'm going to reveal to Abraham what I'm going to do. I should really reveal to him about his nephew Lot, because he had no son, but he was taking care of his nephew Lot. And this is a blessing that he mentions would bless all the nations of the earth, not just the families, but the nations. You see, when you bless Israel, and you bless Abraham and his descendants, you also bless the nations. See, God knew that Abraham would teach his children the way of the Lord. And the only way for the nations to know God's way 
is for Abraham to be a father and spiritually adopt all those nations. So that one day you and I, whether we're Jews, whether we're Gentiles, we put faith in God, especially if you put faith in through the Messiah, you know that God says the blessing of Abraham will be on your life. So the first thing we see is the blessings of Abraham are generational. Because from Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis 17, where God promises a son, and then finally that son is born, Isaac, Yitzhak, we have a blessing that God pronounces in Genesis 22. Abraham is going to offer up Isaac in obedience to God as a burnt offering or a sacrifice. An angel stops him so that a ram in the bush would be sacrificed instead, where Abraham now knows that God is going to bless him and provide for him. He says the Lord will provide for himself a lamb. In other words, his son didn't have to become the lamb that day. It was going to be a lamb. You and I know 2,000 years later, God said through John the Baptist, Yohanan the Immerser, the cousin of Jesus, Yeshua's own very blood, told him, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Yeshua said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. And I believe that on Mount Moriah in Genesis 22, God revealed that he was the provider for the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice for humanity, especially for the Jewish people. And I believe that God was revealing to Abraham that the Lamb of God was going to take away our sin. The Lamb of God would be sacrificed for us. But you think about the blessing. Isaac almost died. And it probably caused Sarah to die early, thinking that her son was being sacrificed by her own husband. That in Genesis 23, she passes away in a portion that we have called Chaye Sarah. In fact, we're reading those very portions this week. And so when you think about this revelation in Genesis 22, he says in verse 17, that I will richly bless you and bountifully multiply your seed like the stars of the heavens and like the sand on the seashore and your seed will possess the gate of his enemies. Man, does Israel have some enemies today? He says, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you've obeyed my voice. You see, Jacob and Esau, their forefather is Abraham. That's because Isaac is the father of Jacob and Esau, and Isaac is the son of Abraham. And so this blessing goes to both of them in different ways, that they're brothers, they're connected, And that this is a generational blessing, but this blessing specifically went to Jacob and not Esau. It went to Isaac and not Ishmael. There is another blessing that God prepared for Ishmael and for Esau, but this is not the same covenantal blessing that God promised land and promised prosperity in the land. So if you think about also Genesis chapter 28, Isaac is now blessing Jacob, his son, and he blesses him, and he says, El Shaddai, may he bless you, make you fruitful, make you multiply, so that you'll become an assembly of peoples. May the blessing of Abraham be upon you and your seed. Do you know all the families of the earth were going to be blessed through Abraham, through Isaac, and now through Jacob? Now, if you know Jacob's spiritual name was Israel when he wrestled with an angel, as he wrestled with God, then all the sons of Jacob are the sons or tribes of Israel. So this is the Israel that possessed the promised land in the days of Joshua. Israel has always been the name of this covenantal land 
that was generational and a blessing to Abraham's descendants as far as the Bible is concerned. It's only history and the Roman Empire that renamed the land Palestine because they wanted to name it the land of the Philistines, the Plishtim in Hebrew. And when you think about Palestina, it's the Latin form of Philistine. So it has nothing to do with the people living in the land now. It's an ancient group of nomadic peoples that were warriors that were defeated through the Babylonians. They were destroyed before we even had the writing of the New Testament. So when you think about the blessing of Abraham, they're generational. You also need to know that the blessing of Abraham is not only generational, but it's intentional. You see, when you talk about Israel, God intentionally blessed them. He also wanted to bless all the nations of the earth and all the families of the earth. That includes not only Israel, but that includes all the Gentile nations. In fact, look what a certain Jewish scholar by the name of Paul the Apostle says in Galatians 3.6. Just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him as righteousness. Know then that those who have faith are the children of Abraham. He also tells us that it's because of the good news being proclaimed to Abraham in advance, which was the very words we already read, that all the nations shall be blessed through you. Do you know that's what the gospel includes, is the Abrahamic blessing and the Abrahamic covenant. You see, when people try to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth, they forget that through Abraham and his descendants, the Hebrews, the Israelites, the Jewish people, and the Jewish community, there's a blessing. We'd all be pagans if it wasn't for the Jewish people. They taught us about one God. And as a Jew, and as a Messianic rabbi, I know the blessing of Abraham is on my life. But if you put faith in the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you will also have the blessing of Abraham on your life because it's not just generational for Israel only. It's intentional that it'll be for Israel and all the nations of the earth, all the ethnic groups of the earth. Every non-Jew or Gentile can have the blessing of Abraham on their life because he's going to be of Hamon Goyim, a father of a multitude of nations or nations that are Gentiles. Now, when you think about this, you have to realize that it's so intentional that when King David inaugurated the temple for Israel in 1 Chronicles 29.18 that his son Solomon had built, he said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our forefathers, keep this forever in the thoughts and intentions of the heart of your people and direct their heart to you. He says, grant to Solomon, my son, a whole heart, to keep your commandments, your testimonies, your statutes, and to do all these things, and to build a palace for which I have made preparation. See, David knew that his son Solomon would build the temple. He wanted to build God a house. He said, no, Solomon, your son will build me a house. It was not going to be made by hands that were full of blood from battle, but it was going to be made from hands that knew how to worship God. And so when you think about this son Solomon, whose name means shalom and peace, The Jewish people had peace when Solomon ruled and when he reigned. And when David prayed for him, he says, not only may it be the intention of the heart of my people Israel, may it be the intention of all those like Solomon who have a heart to keep your commands. See, if you have a heart to keep God's commands, then you have a heart like Solomon, a heart of wisdom, or you have a heart like David, a heart of worship, a heart of praise. And when you understand that it's not by might nor by power, but by God's Spirit, then the Spirit can bring you peace and love 
and joy as a disciple studying the scriptures and learning about the blessings of Abraham as you study the Torah, especially this first book of Genesis, the first book of the Torah. That's really what this covenant of Abraham is all about. It's about shalom and peace. It's about shalom and blessing. It's about shalom uvracha. And when you bless Abraham and his descendants, you also are blessed. You see, the blessings of Abraham are generational to his generation, to all generations. It's intentional because it has to be the intention of our hearts to allow this blessing to come on our lives, whether you're Jewish or whether you're a Gentile. But here's the third one. The blessings of Abraham are transformational. I love what God says about the transformation in the life of Abraham, in the life of Sarah. It says, not only did Abraham believe God and was counted to him as righteousness, and he is the father of us all, as it says in verse 3 and verse 16 of Romans 4, but also because he trusted, he became a father of many nations, many Gentiles. So shall your descendants be. And he says to Abraham, he's going to come from your own body, even though it's as good as dead, because you're 100 years old. And Sarah's womb is basically dead because she's 90 years old. God knows how to call those things as not as though they are and call them into existence. And God fulfills every promise he has ever made to his people. They transformed Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. They transformed from a man that didn't have a son to one that had a son and a legacy. To a woman that had no child to bear a name for her husband through a male seed. And now she has a son. And now she could be a mother of nations. And now they can both be the matriarch and patriarch of the faith of their people and the nation that they became. So you have to realize America is only great when we follow the Abrahamic covenant of the scriptures and bless Abraham. When we understand this covenant, we pray for Israel. Sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6. We know that the blessings of God are on our life. And they have to be generational from one generation to the next. They must be intentional that you keep it in your heart and mind to do what God has commanded. And they can be, if you allow them to be, transformational. They'll take a dead womb and make it fruitful. A childless man to become a father, and then to transform Israel as a bunch of slaves to become a nation of kings and priests. How about Gentiles becoming fully devoted followers of Jesus? That's the transformation. Transformational leadership, like the 12 disciples Yeshua raised up. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can also be transformed by the Spirit of the Lord, Look at 2 Corinthians 3.14. It says, But their minds were hardened, speaking of Israel. He says, For up to this very day, the same veil remains unlifted in reading the ancient or older covenant. And he goes on to say that when that veil is lifted or taken away, that the Spirit of the Lord, He can come in and bring freedom and change us from glory to glory to where we're transformed by what we see in the mirror of God's word, what we see in the mirror and the reflection of God's glory. He says, we are transformed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me tell you, these blessings of Abraham are transformational, they're intentional, and they're generational. Come on, it's time to get the blessing of Abraham active in your life. Bless Abraham, you will be blessed. Believe in God, believe also in his Messiah, and you will be blessed. 
Come on, can't wait to see you next time for our next bonus episode, which will be 12A. And we are excited about even talking further about this conflict between these two sons, how it connects to Ishmael, because Esau marries into Ishmael's family line, and also how these two brothers became two nations. We're going to talk about it soon. Can't wait to see you. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.